Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, the show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan. With me is Luke. How you doing, Luke? Yo. Did you have a good weekend? Doing well. Full of. Uh, did you have a good weekend full of merry and frolic? Um, I don't know about that, but I had a good weekend. <laughs> good, good, good. Full of work, actually. Uh, that's so good. That's good. Yeah, I went to um, Epcot. I had a fun time there. Food and Wine Festival. The Food and Wine Festival. You know, so me and you, we're, we're annual pass holders, and so we go quite often. We're boys, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're real, real people. Um, it, it's it's so cool going there because I, I've had a pass hold, a, a annual pass for a while, and going there, you discover new crap, new tricks of the trade, and so I have one for you today. New crap. So if you're looking for pizza at Disney... The best thing to do is go to Epcot. I think it's probably known in Epcot, Italy. There's a restaurant. It's yep. a pizzeria. There's yep. some giant pizzas there. But We just went there, too. You go around it's to the so corner, good. and there's a $7 yep. for a slice. A and slice. they're huge. You got one? Dude. We did. So good. It's really good. So good. My boy, uh, what's his name, Marco? I think his name's Marco. <laughs> the guy there? He's the big Italian guy that's serving it. That's amazing. He looks like so atypical Italian pizza man. <laughs> He looks like the guy you would want to buy a pizza off from, like, the streets of New York. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, the thing is, is, like, their their pepperonis are perfect. Because yeah. they're, like, small ones. That whole pizza is perfect, that, man. They're crispy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The cheese is just ridiculous. And not expensive. Like, honestly, it's like you talk about expensive park food, which when we went to Universal, I was like, I can't believe this crap. Like $15 for a cheeseburger? Ridiculous. But here it's like seven seven fifty for like a giant, giant slice of, of pepperoni. And it's like literally, you'll fill anyone up. I will say, from our experience, we've, we've gone like four times to the Food and Wine Festival now. And it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of good food. But if you go through and just get the Food and Wine Festival Ooh. foods... It's incredibly expensive. Incredibly. And, and the serving sizes are tiny. Like, really, the best places is like you're talking about. Like, because mm-hmm. they give you what's basically a proper meal. Like, what's 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 the name of the, like, it's kind of the Middle Eastern, like. In Morocco? I don't know. Yeah, Morocco. I was yeah. trying to think of, like, which really, country the they shawarma. picked to, like, represent. Yeah, I got the shawarma meal. And, like, that was a lot of food. I was super yeah. full. It had, like, hummus and the rice. And it had, like, yeah, a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Lamb and steak and man those meats are so good that shawarma was good yeah i'm not a big fan of like middle eastern food but it was really good it's not like something i would eat like consistently but if you do want like a good taste of what middle eastern food is like it's a good representation i will say oh my god amber loves that place like i love indian food too but not like she's a maniac when it comes out put that in front of her she'll eat it any day yeah any day like falafel (laughs) shawarma whatever she loves it but that yeah. lamb is so tender. Uh, it is very good. Yeah. yeah, good job, Epcot. I mean, like, yeah, seriously, like those portions, and the stands. They're so small. Good. And they're like 5 6 $7. So yeah. That's not a great way to eat unless you just have money to spare. And even if you, like, want a beer, it's like you go around, you get a beer, and it's like five fifty for, like, the smallest cup yeah. to sample it. But most of the time, it's not like the craziest beer ever it's like okay it's beer and then yep. you like go around the corner it's like an actual like permanent uh, setup it's and a it's big like, difference and it's like oh nine dollars and it's like a big freaking cup stout <laughs> stout <laughs> not quite that big not quite but <laughs> as big as you'd expect it's a boot <laughs> it's a DOS boot <laughs> but yeah I had fun it got wild we were there Friday night it's, oh my it becomes God, like Luke. a party the later it gets the more the woo people come we're out there like people. nine o'clock it was getting pretty crazy and they have their stuff together these people are like chanting and like doing all sorts <laughs> of stuff. you can start to get concerned you're like Am I we're like you? around the the british pub oh. and it was like this felt like a real like british pub it oh, feels yeah. like it would actually be like this it gets rowdy Late at yeah. night, especially on like a Friday night or Saturday. Oh, Lord. So crowded, too. Oh, yeah. There's people just huddled together in the groups. They have their like Disney drinking pun shirt on. You know, you see a yeah. lot of those. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you know what's going down in that, yeah. that group. And there's but, some drunk people in there. Oh, my gosh. It's like you forget you're in Disney. Yeah. It's so different than all the other parts. Yeah, you forget Mickey Mouse is right around the corner. <laughs> and there's these guys like, come on, man. Come on. We got we got to fill more countries to go, man. And you're like, 
<laughs> drinking their way around Excuse the world. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. Donald is right around the corner. I do not want him <laughs> to hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite an experience. Yeah. It's good night. Good night. But um, anyways, what were we saying? <laughs> I don't even know. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. What have you been watching slash playing here? Um, not too much, but a couple things. Um, World War Z came out on Game Pass, so I've been kind of checking that out, and that's pretty fun. Okay, what's, it's what's like the a third-person like? shooter? <laughs> um, Let me finish. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, <laughs> it's like a third-person shooter where you can do like the kind of the two major modes are co-op um, campaign. So you can't play. You can't even play campaign without being co-op. And it's like mm. online cooperative, so it's matchmaking cooperative. So they just find you some guys. So it'd be like, there's a bunch of different missions. You but the basic idea is you're at one point and you have to get to some other like distant location. Yeah. And you have to you know go through different waves and like grab you know pieces of technology or whatever. Basically, it's the same idea as the movie. There's like obviously a ton of zombies coming and like yeah. You're trying to save the world in some one way or the other, trying to restore satellite feed or communication or something, and trying to find some cure. And so, uh, I, I I actually enjoyed the campaign a lot. Um, I played a few missions of that, and I recently switched over to multiplayer, which really like if I would describe myself like in 2019, really I'm just I'm a multiplayer gamer. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what I am. It's really good you're on the podcast. It's what I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> like. I, I enjoy story modes and I used to enjoy them more, but it's like in this current age, I just, I love multiplayer games so much. Mm-hmm. And like the level of multiplayer games has just risen so high compared oh, yeah. to what it used to be. Like in the days, of like when Halo 2 finally like came on Xbox <laughs> Live, it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. But There's a person. I can't now believe it's it. like old hat, you know, oh, yeah. but, and what's cool about that is just like the evolution of like gameplay has just gotten better and better so like even a game like world war z where i feel like if it came out 10 20 years ago you know it's multiplayer would probably be kind of a joke because you know it might not work that well yeah they might not know how to like make it good but as we've said before like movies and games you learn from people who've made mistakes before you obviously and you know how to make a better game and so this one it's fun you know it's not outstanding but it's i've enjoyed it it's keeps me coming back like i say over and over again it gives you that 30 seconds of fun and that's enough to you know make you want to come back mm-hmm. to the game is there a lot of zombies on screen or they're like piling up like they are in the uh they come in these waves kind of similar to the the movie uh-huh um i'm sure people know better from the book and all that but unfortunately i don't read enough so i've never read the book but all i know is in the book they're slow moving and in the movie they're like you know scuttering all over the place oh they're incredibly fast okay so it's more movie i think it's like like literally it looks like an ocean wave it's pretty cool they do that really well i like that the the multiplayer one cool like dynamic with the multiplayer is you're you're fighting other guys you know you have your squad of four or five whatever against four or five people and <laughs> so cute the dog, Ollie's the dog, laying down on the pillow <laughs> the dog's doing cute things there was a stack of three pillows he decided that three was too many so he knocked off the top one and now he's satisfied with the two pillows that he's sitting on he's distracting me yeah he's very cute right but um, oh god alright so it's okay it's alright we can do this <laughs> Zombies. Oh, nope. Now one <laughs> pillow. We're down to one in the ice. So, so you're like fighting guys and like you're getting kills, but then like as your noise level increases, mm-hmm. for you like shooting other guys or, you know, the other team shooting at you, it'll say like noise level, re- maximum noise level reached or whatever, and then a wave will come. Which a wave is like at least 200 zombies. So like you'll just see them like start falling over the walls like just outside of like the map. You know, there'd be like a fence or something like kind of setting up the invisible, you know, area you can't go past. But like just over that, there'll be like a wall and just be like. So it's the here they come. Yeah, it'll say like wave approaching. And they'll just be like. And that's that's actually really cool. They do that in the campaign, obviously, as well. And. It's pretty scary looking, and it's really cool how accurate it is. It's like for every zombie they actually show running at you, you actually can kill that zombie specifically. Huh. It's not like there's extra zombies to like make it look more epic. Yeah. It's like for every one rendered on the screen, that's one you can headshot and kill. That's crazy. And so, yeah, I expected it to like shoot like a mass. 
and it's just kind of like yeah. almost like the mass has its own life bar. As it comes chunk. up to you, every single one of those will like run up and start hitting you. That's crazy. if you don't kill them. Wow, very cool. So yeah, that's you know I wouldn't say it's an outstanding game, but I think it does something in the zombie genre that no not a lot of other games do. Hmm. It's kind of like a zombie mode made into a full game with you know the world war z version of the zombies okay so definitely worth a play especially if you're a game pass member definitely worth a download i'll check that out um i i play i play games that i don't even mention every week Mm. i pay apex apex excuse me apex legends pretty consistently and halo 5 as well really looking forward to halo infinite can't uh, can't wait Got a year to look forward to, Luke. Yeah. Holiday I'm still saving up. I'm putting money away for the new Xbox. So That's what's up. I'm excited about all those things. Um, just before the podcast, we were starting that Paul Rudd show, Netflix show, Living With Yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we, you know, we barely watched any of it, so there's not much to say. But Look forward to it next week. Yeah. <laughs> I Somebody else was saying it I heard on another podcast I was listening to, but it's like anything Paul Rudd's in, like I just kind of want to watch it. He's great. Like, it may not even be good, but, like, he's good. So, yeah. It's like, even if he was in a bad movie, like, I'd be fine with watching it. Just because he's just got a great personality. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything How else? about you, buddy? All right. Um, a few stuff here. Hey, keeping with the, the Halloween theme here, I've been doing some zombie stuff of my, myself. I went to see uh, Zombieland uh, Double Tap. Yeah. I keep meaning to see it. Um, I would say check it out yeah i i for one I really enjoyed the first one yeah if you enjoy the first one it's more of that and you know that's could that's be great. A, that could be a bad thing but to sound like a bad thing like oh more of the same or whatever but no no it's in a, another episode of that you yeah. know what i mean right not so much like it's the same movie because the structure of it is very different obviously they're not telling the same story but i really enjoyed it man um, I think there's something about it that felt comforting to me. I feel like we don't get a lot of movies like this anymore that are like that subgenre of yeah. comedy. You know what I mean? And it, it's kind of like mid 2000s. Exactly. <laughs> like the peak time of it. It feels like the first Zombie Land as far as yeah. like um, the comedies that were coming out around that time where it's just like we're just going to do a comedy. You know what I mean? We're just going to do it. It doesn't have An to action be. Action comedy. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be like. I don't know. There's something about it that's not like it's not perfect. It's not World War Z. <laughs> it's yeah, and it's not trying to be more dramatic than it should be or yeah. anything like that. It's a comedy. We're here to come in together the, these actors that you like to have a good time. And it, and it, it's not Book of Eli. It's not gonna try to be Book of Eli yeah. or even The Walking Dead or anything like that. Yeah. It does feel like the first Zombie Land, which is cool. It does feel really special that they were able to kind of recapture that because that's the hard thing, especially when oh, you yeah. come back to a movie or a, a, like do a sequel to something after such a long time. These cast members have been through a lot since then. Yeah, and it really does feel like they're just picking it up where they left off. The characters feel right. Like I actually watched the first Zombie Land before going to see this one, and I was I was like stunned. I was like these are the same characters except more of that. And they're a little different because it's been 10 years in their world, too. And so there's just changes in their dynamic, and that's it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's yeah. been 10 years for them, too. But That makes uh, sense. It's great. I love for the cast. For their age. Yeah, it does. Sense. Exactly. So you see Jesse Eisenberg, especially, and uh, what's-her-face? Uh, I forgot her name. Not a, Yeah, not she was Stone, so but, young then. Yeah, she's much older, obviously. But they're all really good. I think the cast is great. Jesse Eisenberg is really good in this. I mean, he's funny. Um, I think Woody Harrelson, as he was in the first one, I think is the standout. As you were. (laughs) He is very funny. Anyways, there's, I don't want to like, there's not much to spoil. I'm not going to talk about anything from the story, but I just say, go see it. If you like the first one, that's the thing. I actually would recommend going to see, like watching the first one before. Cause one, you get more of the in jokes Two, You kind of realize like after a long time of like thinking about a movie, you think back to Zombieland, be like, "Oh, this movie's classic." And while it might be classic <laughs> in your mind, it's just it's a comedy. It's just a fun comedy. Zombieland One isn't like this big perfection of a movie, or like has a lot to say or anything. And I don't think it's trying to, which is kind of the beauty of it. It's just kind of fun, kind of quirky. The movie's having fun, and you're having fun with it. 
And it's not like, oh my god, the second one is going to recapture the glory of the first one. All that has to do is have the same tone, have the characters act in the ways they should, and be funny. And it's and it's funny, and there's some good zombie stuff in it too. But yeah, I, I'd say definitely go check it out. It's, it's a, I had a really good time with it. I was actually kind of surprised at how I was like nice. laughing throughout. Um, some really funny moments in it. But anyways, um, more uh, zombie stuff. Uh, watching more... Uh, a uh, scary, not really, kind of movies with uh, <laughs> we watched a uh, Dawn of the Dead, not the original, but mm-hmm. the remake, the the Zack Snyder mm-hmm. remake. That's a pretty fun movie, uh, I will say. It's cheesy. Some of the characters are dopey or whatever, <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, I haven't seen that original Dawn of the Dead in a very long time. I saw it way back in the day when a friend rented it and put it in front of me, but. This one, I think, is a really good one. It's just, if you're looking for a classic zombie movie, go ahead and go for it. I mean, it's almost like a more fun and self-aware version of of Walking Dead uh, with a more comedic moments. I know I've seen it. It's been a while. Yeah, I recommend it. It's it's uh, it's fun. And it's encapsulated in one movie, you know. it's They know it's not a series. It's just, you know, it's, it's a good one. Um, I also... Um, Went back to a few games that I've put down for a while. I went back to uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because I never got to the DLC, so I'm kind of slowly working towards it. Maybe by the time that second one comes out, I'll get through it all. That's kind of what I'm going for. But uh, I went back to Red Dead Redemption 2 because I never went back after I beat it. I've got to go back. Dude, it's... Still haven't finished. And, like, putting it back in and, like, playing it, I'm like, holy freaking crap, this game. Do you (laughs) remember how close I was? I don't. I remember. I remember something you told me about the story, but I don't remember how far you made it past that. Yeah. I know you know about Arthur's condition and all that stuff, but I don't know. I think you do. No. Oh God. Don't. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop. But anyways, I highly recommend that game. The story is fantastic. But what I'm doing is I'm kind of just. Uh, I realized I popped in the game and I was like, I didn't explore like almost half the map. It's one of those games where. The story on its own, it doesn't take you through the entire open yeah. world. There's a few open world games that are like that, where if you don't do side stuff, if you don't go around, you'll There's not so see much the world. side stuff. It's crazy how it's much. It's like world overwhelming there is. and awesome all at the same time. That's absolutely true. It's like where do I because it's start? fun. That's the cool thing. Like the side yeah. stuff is really fun. Like I, I found with um, the Witcher, the side stuff was a little tedious, mm-hmm. and I felt like the the main quest was really like much more worth doing. And so, but with like with Red Dead, like I almost feel like the side stuff is just as enjoyable as the regular story. I agree. Like other than you know the twists and turns, but like the actual tasks, like it's it's literally just as fun. Sometimes even more fun. There's this crazy moment. I'll always remember it. You're doing this this side side quest for this guy. He wants you to like get this stuff, and then you like kind of slowly find out through the course of it as you're doing things for him that he's like this old broken down like confederate racist like soldier who's like pining for the ways that things were and wants things to go back and you have like and he's done terrible things and you and you're like sitting before him when you're like standing in front of the character at the end of it and you have like an option like a moral option but you don't know it's a moral option it doesn't tell you do you do this or do you do that shoot him or not (laughs) exactly that's exactly right and because like i made the decision not to and he just passed out drunk and i walked away and i saw my morality go up a tick and i was like wow (laughs) so it put that that's just amazing and that game i think like it's so overwhelming i feel like a lot of people don't go back to it a lot because I don't hear people talk about it much anymore, but that game is phenomenal. Like popping it back in, I was like, it looks better than I remember, and just it's way bigger and more detailed than I remember. I just like was trying to go through all the grayed out areas of the map, and I was like, oh my gosh, when does this end? Holy crap! There's a freaking giant waterfall. Oh my gosh, I ran into this. What in the world? Yeah, that game is um, something else. But anyways, I'll move on. <laughs> yeah. um, There's so many things I could talk about that game. But... <laughs> I know. It, it's wonderful. Um, last thing I just, just watched. I was actually kind of late coming over here because I was finishing watching it. I watched the series premiere of Watchmen on uh, HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, what this is... For those who don't know, this is a sequel, a series that's a sequel to the comics, to the to the graphic novel. So there's a, 
if you've seen the movie, I feel like that would be, if you don't feel like, or you haven't went out and grabbed the graphic novel, if you've seen that, I feel like that's probably enough to give you uh, some context for some of the stuff that's in here. Uh, but I recommend doing one of those because there's some things that are being dropped that uh, they might explain later, but I don't know. Like I understand them because I know what happened in the graphic novel and the movie. And I'm like, okay, that's what they're saying. But if I haven't, wasn't aware of any of that, I'd be like, what on earth just <laughs> happened right then? But so I recommend doing that before, before watching it. It might just inform this a little bit better and heighten your enjoyment. But so far it's wrote me. It's got me pulled in. It's a, uh, it's got a lot of promise. Yeah, it's what Watchmen is is at its core. It's a uh, it's a mystery. It's a mystery story. Yeah, with a lot of cool world building, and some uh, science fiction almost and elements. Crazy characters. There. Crazy characters, and just uh, I'm very interested. I have so many questions, and I probably won't talk about it for a while. Uh, maybe like when it's wrapping up or something like that yeah. for this season. I'll jump back and talk about it again, but. Yeah, I, I recommend getting into it. I think Watchmen is a great graphic novel and a great movie, actually. I, actually, one of the people I really like the movie. I feel like it's does a great job capturing that story. So, yeah, check it out and also check that uh, show out. I think it's really good. Um, but that's uh, that's what I got. But um, I know uh, one of the things that we definitely watched this weekend, which is what we're going to kind of talk about, Star Wars. So, yeah, when we're uh, recording this podcast, it's a day after the tickets dropped for rise of skywalker we were able to coordinate that that was a nightmare man dude that freaks me out no there's a whole story you don't even know oh please share (laughs) so you guys bought your tickets then i bought my ticket next to you guys bethany was on the phone then carrie bought his tickets blocking bethany to where she couldn't buy a ticket because <gasps> Regal's awful app makes it to where you can't get a seat with a seat open. Oh my god! So she couldn't buy a ticket. So we drove to the theater to buy the ticket. They wouldn't do it. They said, sorry, we can't do anything. So they did nothing. She had to get her account reset for the fourth time because the past, like the app is just a terrible app. Wow. And it kept logging her out. And so she had to call the Regal people to get her account reset like the password reset logged in she was able to get like one of the handicap seats like the like open seat next to the handicap so she does have a seat in the theater but it was a complete nightmare she's she's not going to be able to sit in our row so it's not like it's carrie's fault it's just it's just one of those things where yeah if there's two seats open next to a row you have to buy both seats at the same time you can't buy one seat insane it's That's, a terrible glitch that is so stupid it's a really bad design choice i get that you don't want to like strategically like space out the seats and be ridiculous but you have to know that when it finishes out a row seat, it should like unlock or something exactly when it's an aisle seat come on. And if we drive to the theater, like the manager should be able to do it for us. Yeah, override. Like that. that's outrageous. Yeah, very dumb. Regal, get your crap together. Do I appreciate? I I like the whole uh, unlimited thing, but your functionality, do better. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got our tickets, and so we're gonna see it <laughs> um, that opening night on that Thursday at six o'clock. We're doing the RPX thing. We figured we'd uh, Regal Premium Experience. Yeah. Figured we'd do the upcharge. Spelled with an X. Spelled with an X. <laughs> X experience. But yeah. Um, and the trailer dropped. And the trailer dropped, which we'll uh, we'll definitely talk about. But what I thought we'd do is just kind of talk about a little bit of the state of Star Wars. Before we do that, let's qu- kind of quickly go through the the series in chunks, not like each each and every movie, but kind of our thoughts on uh, Star Wars as, as a whole. I guess, uh, Luke, the original trilogy, where does that, uh, how does that... Where is that in your heart? How do you how do you feel about the original trilogy of Star Wars? I mean, obviously, it's my first memories. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think I barely watched them before the prequels came out. So, like prequel time was kind of when I was really being first introduced. You know, early two mm-hmm. thousands. Yeah. Um, I was first being introduced to Star Wars, so I was not one of those super early people who was like just in when I was four years old or something. Yeah. And obviously I'm a little younger, so I, I wasn't around in 77 when these, this movie was, you know, first coming out. So I'm a little late to star Wars. You know, I was probably 15, 14, 15 when I like started like seeing all the movies and like, mm-hmm. I can remember my dad talking about him taking 
my half brother to the theater to see the movies and how excited he was to see it. So like, that's one kind of early memory that I was living through him, like him recounting that. And he wanted to see it over and over again. I think he saw it like seven or eight times in theaters (laughs) and he had every, every line memorized from the movie. Um, and they kind of did the same thing way back when Indiana Jones came out. So I kind of envy them <laughs> in that time because those are like two of like, you know, obviously George Lucas and also Steven Spielberg, like just two of my favorite m- movie series. So I, I really wish I'd been around back then when those movies were in theaters. But yeah, Star Wars is something, you know, the first the original three is what I like to call them. But yeah. the first three, um, I think. You know, we're always going to have a special place in my heart because they're, you know, Mm -hmm. the first memories I have of Star Wars, like everyone else probably. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of there with you. I probably got in a little earlier. My memories of Star Wars was uh, first time seeing them. We were at, uh, I was on a business trip with my mom and um, they had a one night, uh, every night a movie they would play the the uh, New Hope. Uh, Return of the, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi one a night and so I like pretty much ruined this whole trip because like every single night we'd have to be back at the hotel so I can watch each one it came on like TBS or USA one yeah. of those yeah. so it, it was the original um, versions of these movies um, it's kind of hard to say what that is at this point but I will say it's before the special editions came out it was probably like maybe a year Maybe two years before that happened, because I remember seeing them, and then sometime after them being like, they're coming back to theaters with new CGI editions or whatever. And I, I was, I was like, I was hyped because you know it was right after my introduction. I was so freaking like, I was like, this is awesome, and now they're gonna make them look even better, and they're gonna <laughs> add singing to them in Return of the Jedi. I don't believe it, but um, <laughs> so it was around that time. <laughs> I then you know didn't play out quite that way. Not quite, no. Especially through the eyes of uh, someone a little bit older, you kind of notice which yeah. which which things were improvements and which ones were like needless or at the worst, <laughs> um, definitely a downgrade in aspects. Yeah, the thing in Return of the Jedi being among them with them. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, definitely. <laughs> Not great, but when I was a kid, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, definitely. As I've gotten older, you know, Star Wars is has a special place in my heart as well as just being just this very classic and very hmm, special, I should say. But as as far as movies go, um, they're up there. I don't think they're the. It's not the best trilogy ever. I don't think. I think actually, I like Lord. I think Lord of the Rings. I think is is my favorite like just tr- straight trilogy as far as uh, movies go, and I actually have come to have a greater affection for probably the MCU uh, over Star Wars. But Star Wars, it's up there for me, and uh, especially those original three. They're I don't think they're that magic will ever or really could ever be uh, recaptured, especially in that way. But yeah, so prequels. Indiana Jones would be mine if Indiana we're going Jones. with yeah. top top trilogy. Yeah, that would be my favorite. That's a freaking good one. What do you think about the prequels, man? I just am not a big fan. Mm-hmm. I I could honestly do without all of them. I mean, obviously it would it would make the whole story fall apart, but I don't know. I know there are plenty of redeemable things about them. I just I don't know. I I soured on them early, and mm-hmm. I've just still. It's hard for me to come around on them. I just really, I, I don't know. I just don't like the way they mm-hmm. were filmed. They just, they didn't feel, they didn't have any heart, I guess, in my opinion. It felt like a manufactured thing to continue a story because it had become successful. Yeah. It didn't feel artistic at all, so. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you for the most part. I mean, I, I have different types of enjoyment out of them. I think the first one's, legitimately bad i think the first like episode one phantom menace is not a good movie i think there's a, fu- a couple fun parts about it the darth maul fight sure it's fun but that's a bad movie it's there's parts of it that are almost unwatchable um episode two it's fun but it is trash it is maybe even worse than the first one it, it's just <laughs> yeah it's it's not good the third one i actually like i like uh revenge of the sith i think it's it has some moments where I'm like, I'm legitimately in this movie. 
Like, th- there's a lot of cringeworthy moments. But towards the end, there's some moments where I'm like, I'm with it, which is more than I can say for really any other part of the other movies. But it's still not great. It's just, I'm like, oh, this feels pretty decent, actually, and feels kind of worthy, almost, of bearing the name Star Wars, where there's so many moments of the other ones that felt just so much like a disgrace. But anyways, yeah, prequels. Um, okay, so that kind of leads us into, I want to kind of talk about the side movies, uh, the story movies. We're talking about Rogue One and so the Anthology. Yeah, 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 yeah. More like anthology stories. What do you think of, uh, what do you think of Rogue One? I thought both movies kind of fell in the same place for me. Okay. Um, I really thought Han, or Solo, excuse me, not Han. Mm. <laughs> Solo looked pretty bad and then I saw it and was like it's actually pretty redeemable it was it was all right and I I liked solo better sorry I I thought solo was pretty good and then um Rogue One I thought was a little bit better I enjoyed it a little bit more and thought it I don't know it just it I obviously it's it's I don't know if I should say this but go ahead it's 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 obviously a dead end story so it's like it's not really you know, it's not some big thing, and so solo leads into something. Whereas, like yeah. you know, Rogue One, I think is a really good story that you know it it ends, and so that's kind of it. You know, yeah, there's not a lot. It it's it's such a build up to you know what happens in the movie, and then you know obviously it ends, and so in that way it's a little disappointing. But you know, obviously because they chose to tell that story, it had to be told that way. Yeah, before we even go any further, I will say, spoilers. We're, we're just going to unleash spoilers. We can talk about whatever we want. So if you haven't seen any of these Star Wars movies, yeah, just, I don't know, either see them or don't go any further. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I agree with you. I feel a little bit more uh, warm towards Rogue One. I actually like Rogue One quite a bit. Um, I think that movie is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. The way I think, I do think it's like probably the best looking Star Wars movie. I think it looks like everything looks real and lived in and like very big everything looks gigantic like when those ships and during those ship battles it feels so large and it's really fun to just watch the characters are probably the weakest part of that movie like especially like the two leads are uh, not particularly interesting but the uh, action sequences especially towards the end I think are very well done um and yeah, I think that one's definitely worthwhile. Solo, I like you. I had lowest of low expectations going in. I thought in. it looked generally bad in the yeah, trailers. I was like, I'm not looking forward to this <laughs> at all. And then seeing it, I'm like, toward, especially like towards like the middle, towards the end of it, I'm like, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. This isn't, yeah. this isn't like groundbreaking. This isn't like something I'm gonna pop in over and over and over again. But yeah, I might pop it in once in a while. I think it was good enough. I don't mm-hmm. think for a movie that doesn't need to exist. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, and uh, I think the thing that's worse about really it really do any of these need to exist. No, I story mean, really could have ended with <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Absolutely, fair <laughs> point. But <laughs> I will it's a pretty say, well-contained trilogy. I will say the least necessary of the yeah. debatably non-necessary. I would movies. definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and the, I think the thing, the worst thing about Solo is the way it ends, it's how it feels like it's setting up more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone expected Solo to end where he's walking into the bar at Duo. Tatooine. Duo be the sequel. Oh, God. No! <laughs> oh, my. I see that you actually have somebody with you. Han <laughs> Duo. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it'll start with... Ah. <laughs> Fantastic. Come on, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I almost gotta feel bad for that actor because I feel like he did really, really good in that. Yeah. Like he wasn't like, oh my god, it's Harrison Ford, but he captured the personality well enough. I think. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't want to like him, but he did okay. Yeah, and we're not probably. That's the thing. I feel like we're not getting a solo two. So like, all that stuff with Darth I Maul. Would not think so. Yeah, but it seems like at the end they were like, and Darth Maul is here. <laughs> and what's the deal with these dice? I don't know. I felt like there was always, like, there was like a little yeah. bit of a, huh? Towards the end where it's like, oh, and what's her face from, you know, like, a, but I forgot the character's name. But, you know, mm-hmm. 
Daenerys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like what there what's going to happen with her? And yeah. so it's weird. We're not going to have that. And that's strange because that would be the first time we're ever going to get that with Star Wars where everything else feels like it has a conclusion or a conclusion coming. Yeah. And so that's weird <laughs> to where it feels like it's doing like a thing that like a normal movie franchise would do <laughs> or it would set up something and it, we never see the sequel. Yeah. It's a new age of Star Wars, though. Yeah, who knows? Disney's taking it over, so. Yeah. God knows what we're going to get. We could get a lot of more movies in the future. Well, if if they say we're not going to make one, we'll get a comic book or something. Yeah. We'll get a comic and it'll Where's talk that about Obi-Wan it. movie, man? That's been coming for a while. Nope, this is it's a series. It's coming to Disney Plus. But but you know, they always talked about the oh, yeah. anthology movie. Always. So. It might change, they'll adjust. Maybe we'll have a uh what if style like animated anthology series oh. on Disney Plus where they talk about oh and here's what Darth Maul was really doing at this point or oh <laughs> here's what these dice meant here's what C-3PO was doing in Rogue One man I don't know yeah it just feels like muddying up the waters honestly with that kind of stuff I mean they do it in the they do it all the time we just don't see it because it doesn't land on the big screen <laughs> it feels a little bit like that's happening in the MCU so maybe I don't know I I, I hope Star Wars like remains some of its focus here because it's like we said, the anthology movies, you know, they're fine, but I just, I almost hope that kind of stuff like stays out of the main thing. And it's like, okay, here's the main story. And you know, God knows wherever we're going after the, you know, initial nine after the Star Wars, after the Skywalker saga, it's like, I hope we can remain focused and not like start going off on like rabbit holes, and rabbit paths and yeah. Well, money talks, and you know, it definitely spoke when Solo came out to a kind of middling reception financially, and so uh, yeah, I don't still know. made some money though. Yeah, but to to them, a mere <laughs> a mere five hundred thousand dollars is when they're like, oh, five hundred million. Oh, I'm sorry, five hundred million. Oh, we only made five hundred thousand. That would be a statement. That would be a disaster. Is what that would be, Luke. <laughs> So yeah, here we are. The the fi- final trilogy or whatever of the series. We had the prequels, the original series, and then here we go with this final trilogy that yeah. we're gearing up for the finale of it all. Um, what did you think of the the Force Awakens? Like I kind thought of- it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Just a really good movie. I thought it it played itself safe, and in that way, I, I would have liked you know some more crazy characters and stuff to be added in but you know that's fine yeah (laughs) you know we can always lament what we wish had happened but you know when you're behind the when you're behind the pen and you're you know putting pen to paper like it's much harder to script something crazy that that fans enjoy so sure there could have been a lot more crazy things but i think it was a very solid movie that kicked off the series in the right direction with a lot of homage being paid to you know, the old series and the original trilogy and the old characters and, you know, putting all kinds of dynamic craziness into old characters, but also wrapping them up in the new characters and what was obviously, which we now know is like the future of the series. And yeah, Yeah. a lot of good things established in Force Awakens. I agree. I I think Force Awakens is a very good movie. I feel like almost, almost in a way, I feel like in a way it's underappreciated I think it did take uh, things really, like, it was very safe. And I feel like at the time, when it was, like, the first one you got, it was like, okay, well, where's, they immediately want the new stuff. And then the new stuff came, and it's like, once you got to get the new stuff, you can kind of appreciate some of the more safer stuff because you're like, okay, you can fall back on that and appreciate that for what it is and just enjoy the movie that was made, which was a very good movie. Yeah. Just... Very good filmmaking there. I feel like that's the thing. I feel like when it comes to Disney, I think writing aside um, with these Star Wars movies, I think there's some really great filmmaking here. Like there's a lot of artistry going on on the Mm -hmm. designs of everything in the world and uh, the CGI and the sets. No, it's all very good. It's it's definitely if if they've taken one really good thing away from the prequels, it's the not over reliance of uh cgi and green green screen which was just prevalent that shot early on when ray and finn are like piloting the millennium falcon 
mm-hmm. was just <laughs> amazing. It looks fantastic. Like the way they shot that, I just I think that's like a showpiece for that movie. <laughs> like the whole thing where they're like going in and out of that old what is it, an old crash death destroyer or something. Yeah, old star destroyer, yeah. I think. It's just so cool. <laughs> yeah. Then when he like like hits the gun and like shoots and like that was so cool. Oh yeah, she flips it. That was it. awesome. Yeah. It's like cool. it, it was cool what was happening, but like the way it was filmed, I think was was like one of the best things about the scene. Mm-hmm. I like how um, the the lightsaber fights felt. Uh, there weren't very many of them, but there was something that we haven't gotten really. There was something so dangerous about them to where it's like, man, it was one wrong move and it's over. Yeah. You know, where it's like we're used to these like in the prequels. What we've gotten most recently was like the ninja like. Boom, 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 boom. And that this isn't it. It's yeah. almost like they had weight to them when they were like swinging them around. It just it it's, it's different. That's a good point. Yeah, the prequels definitely set a different tone. <laughs> yeah, which you'd get to where they're like light as air, but apparently the original intent intent for the lightsabers is that they did have weight to them, which is interesting. But I yeah, feel like there needs to be some hefty things to like contain the Kyger crystals like yeah. power, you know, like if it's that powerful, like I feel like there needs to be like some serious metal, like body work, like focusing that like upwards. Yeah. So it's like, you don't want like a tin can in your hand. <laughs> that's like melting under the like Kyger crystal. It's Kyger, right? Isn't that Kyber? Kyber. Yeah. Kyber crystals like power. Like if it can melt that freaking door <laughs> in <laughs> the prequels. One. Yeah. Episode one. <laughs> it, it's freaking powerful. <laughs> I feel like I drop it immediately, like just drop it. It goes straight through my foot. <laughs> like, oh, oops! Ah! You, know. you turn it on as you drop it and it stabs right into your foot. Especially if you have Kylo Ren's lightsaber that has like the cross guard. Dear Lord, I'd burn the crap out of my other hand immediately <laughs> like and like hit my forearm and my left hand. Gosh, I guess that's why you put both hands on that thing. I guess so. Wield it like a freaking broadsword or whatever. That fight in the woods, that's just a great fight. Very cool. And just, uh, I like that starts with Finn fighting him and he's just kind of like wielding it like a bruiser because he's not a Jedi. He just kind of goes for it. And then it's like, like thinking about the fight, like, because I kind of broke it down because it did seem like the weird thing about it was, it was like Ray won like almost too easily, you feel, because he's the big bad. But you think about the fight and how first he gets Nick, he gets hit by Chewie with his, uh, with his bowcaster. And then Finn nicks him with a serious weapon, as we find out later. (laughs) Yeah, he's wounded terribly by it. And then Finn gets a shot in, so his arm is damaged. And so then at that point, he's heavily weakened. Yeah. And so, you know, it it does make sense. There is like a kind of logic to the fight, and you kind of see what's going on as it's happening. But yeah. J.J. Abrams, man. J.J. Abrams. Knows what he's doing. Yeah. But let's talk about. the last jedi i literally had to no search. i completely understand man it's I, been a I, lot of movies lot of we've been talking about a lot of stuff so many of them are similar rise yeah. of skywalker yeah. force awakens the last jedi yeah. yeah all right so last jedi what do you think when you saw it and kind of now um i mean i i think it's fully established in my mind that it's a really good movie mm-hmm. i just I have issues with the tone. Like, that's just the thing I can't get past. It's just, I feel like Ryan Johnson, (laughs) I know you've heard it and I've said it over and over again, but I just, I enjoy the mystery of Star Wars so much. And I just felt like it was a little bit of spit in the face to like the mysteries and like the fan theories and all that. And it just, I hate it when people like go out of their way to be like, Y'all are just a bunch of geeks and nerds. Like, <laughs> stop like, stop like lamenting on. Oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? And that was just the feeling I got in the theater. And it's like I really enjoyed the movie. I think there's so many good things about it. And I think Ryan Johnson's a great director. And I think he's made a lot of great movies. And I think he will make a lot of great movies. Knives out. I yeah, that looks like an amazing movie. It's probably <laughs> gonna win some freaking awards. But I just, it's just, just change the tone a little bit. Like, I totally get like not being like okay it's not this huge epic thing y'all are making it up to be mm-hmm. but it it just went a little too far in my opinion it just i wanted a little bit more respect for the jedi and for like their traditions and all that and like i don't know it's hard for me to put it exactly into words i hope what my feelings are coming through here but i 
the tone annoyed me. <laughs> I'll just say that. I think I definitely do understand your uh, feelings on that movie. And for, I think when I first saw the movie, I was like, this is incredible. Like, I, I, that's how I was feeling when I saw this. I was like, this is the best one. I, I literally felt that when I saw it. And now, I think it's one of the good ones. I think it's one of the better ones. I don't think it's one of the best ones. I have... Are we talking about, like, just overall the nine movies? Overall. I guess eight. Yeah, I'm talking eight. overall. No, I do think yet, it's one of the better but... ones. At the time, I just wanted to be surprised. I wanted to be thrilled. And the movie did surprise and thrill me. But upon uh, further watching, I think that's when the movie's faults do show up there's some movies that are like that right when you see it for the first time and you're like wow i'm enjoying this i'm enjoying the twist and turns of it and then you see it again and you're like okay i know the twist and turns now i'm just watching it for what it is especially epic like action or slash superhero uh-huh. movies they all you i mean it's hard to not be there's some strange things that bother me about the movie i will say there's some things i love but the one thing that bothers me is i don't like uh, what how should i how should i put this I don't like the setup of it. Like, I don't like, I like what Ray's doing. I like Ray's journey throughout. I like her journey throughout that movie. What bothers me is actually the resistance journey. I think it's, it seems like something you'd get in uh, Clone Wars or like, you know, like an episode of Clone Wars or an episode of Star Wars Rebels, like in the animated series, because it's like, oh, the, what's happening? The, the Empire's chasing us and we're running out of gas. Yeah. That's a very small story to tell. And uh, it just like looking at it like that and actually even just watching it from that like from from that point, it just seems like, wow, there's something about this that doesn't feel as epic as it should be to where it's like, okay, we're having this battle. okay we lost it. We're going to this side of the planet to rally. okay now we're coming here. We made alliances with it or whatever. Just a more complex tale that seems just way too simple. But yeah, there was just something about that aspect of the story and them going to the casino planet, which didn't really go anywhere. Like some of that stuff, upon second viewing, it's not bad, I don't think. It's just like I would expect more from a numbered Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like I think I, I'm coming around to a lot of the problems. Um, maybe not like the same problems, but some of the problems that are there in the movie. But I still really enjoy the movie. I think like still like a lot of these move, recent Star Wars movies, it's stunning. Looking at it, it's freaking stunning. I think the performances are really good. The action set pieces, I think, are very, very good in, the, in that one. And, uh, of course, that awesome lightsaber fight with uh, Rey and Kylo and the guards. But, yeah, as time goes on, I I see some, some of the problems loom a little larger in my head than when I first saw it, for sure. But still awesome moment kind of how movies usually go (laughs) yeah and it made me the one thing i'll always cherish that one for it does make me feel things that a lot of star wars movies don't make me feel a lot of the times uh which like i probably was like the closest i got to like tearing up in uh in a return of the in in the uh, last jedi with the whole yoda scene i was like this is amazing like this is just so fantastic and so just like it it like it nails that moment which it would have been such an easy moment to make goofy, but I was just like, oh, and it's like I love stories about failure and dealing with failure, and it was about that, and I was like, ah, this is hitting me. But yeah, I, I think it's it's not the best. I think probably actually far from it, but it's uh, one of the good ones. I kind of just wish JJ had been able to do all three movies, yes. since he's doing this one. Like, I I have nothing against Ryan Johnson. You know, I I have mm-hmm. my qualms with the tone at which I feel like this movie took. I feel like it took from The Force Awakens, but I think it would have just been like more cohesive since JJ's doing two of them anyways. Like, just give the man the whole trilogy. Like, I 100% agree with you. Because it just, it's just easier for a director to, you know, flow from one movie to the next. Yeah, and like, I'm shocked. And it's kind of something that kind of makes me scared a little bit about Rise of Skywalker. There's a kind of seat of their pants kind of mentality I feel like they have here with this trilogy where they're like, like the stuff they're saying, like how J.J. is like, I don't know what Ryan Johnson is going to do in the next one. And Ryan Johnson being like, I don't know what the next person is going to do in the next one. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because that's the thing. I think the worst thing about The Last Jedi, it's a very bad mid-movie in a trilogy. It doesn't set up well. No. At the, at the end of that movie, you're like, wow, it what is happening next? What is going to yeah. happen next? And you know, that that can be a good thing or a bad thing, but in this in this regard, what are you looking forward to? 
you know, it's obviously we have some stuff given to us by the trailers of this new one, and we kind of have an idea of some of the stuff that might happen. It's still very mysterious, but at the end of that, it was like, what? What's the? What battle is there to be fought? Who like? Who are we up against? You know, like we've been looking forward to like this, like Star Wars saga ending for forty years. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're old enough to have been back then, like you've been looking forward to this ending for forty years, and for a director to say something like that, I guess that kind of reinforces what I'm saying about like the tone. It's like, like I get that this is just a movie to you, and you think people overblow like what this means, but like, you can't. You can't overstate like what it means to someone else because yeah. it means that to them, whether you like it or not. Like it's important to geek culture. It's important to people like us. And, and I'm sure there's people, most people who are big fans of this, probably it's much more important than it is to us. And like for them, it's, you know, it's their life. Like a lot of these people dress up and are a part of the, you know, whatever the stormtrooper clan is. And like, mm-hmm. that's great. Like it's important to them. So it should be important to you as the director who's had this movie put in your lap and said, like, take care of this, you know, yeah. this means a lot to like literally hundreds of millions of people. So like, don't nonchalantly say, I don't know what the next person is going to do. Go talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys meet up and like discuss the future. You should have done that before. And you should have had this thing like in concrete for like, okay, the force awakens is going to be this. The next movie is going to be this. And then the third movie, like this is where we're headed. Like that's, that stuff's super important. I'm sorry, but that like annoys me. Yeah. It's, it's an, uh, when I heard that, I was like, are you kidding? Well, then the thing about that is I feel like that's a lot to put on one person. And what this, what this needs is a Kevin Feige because Kevin Feige would be like, okay, so I've talked to this director. I've talked to this writer. I know kind of what this is going to move forward. We need these beats. We need these beats. You have to take this out because that's not going to make sense moving forward. And so it took a, establish where a story is going. It's and that's one, supposed to be Catherine Kennedy. I mean, it is supposed to be Catherine That's her job. Kennedy. So yeah. for them to be saying that, you know, that almost feels like she dropped the ball there. It, it is. And it, that is true. And it's like crazy because we take for granted what Kevin Feige has done with the MCU. He's done something that I think unprecedented, which is why he's getting the promotions that he's getting. And like he's even, he's given more uh, reign over the, the TV stuff or the, the Disney plus stuff as well now. And, uh, Gosh, Kathleen Kennedy, it's just like she was not equipped or didn't have the wherewithal to do the kind of stuff that Kevin Feige would have done. Yeah, it sounds like she's done a great job. She just hasn't directed the whole vision as well as Kevin Feige seems to have with the the MCU. You want to have, I know people say, well, Star Wars, they didn't have an Empire Strikes Back planned at the time. No, but they didn't set up anything in A New Hope. They all they a new hope could have been it really yeah it really could have it was filmed to be it yeah and it was filmed to be it it was at the point where they did Empire was when they're like okay we have an idea for what Jedi is gonna be let's yeah. continue from now and so and they did as well as they could with what they were given at that point yeah and so it just feels weird that we have Force Awakens which is setting up stuff different stuff and then we have <laughs> Last Jedi which yeah. is setting up stuff concluding stuff. Which is- kind of spitting in the face of what yeah force awakens was spitting was almost setting it's up. almost like you know what i'm gonna complete your story yeah. <laughs> in a way that's then, what it was annoyed me about it and then we have this one that we'll see so talking about this one we saw the trailers we've seen the trailers what are we what are we anticipating here it's a, it's like a two months away at this point yeah I don't even know, man. I don't even know what to think. It's like, yeah, it's like we we got this character, we got that character. It's like, what, what? I, I honestly, I don't know what they're gonna do. I really don't. Yeah. Which is nice, but it, it I kinda... hope it's not another Star Destroyer. I hope it's not that again. Like I've constructed an even world bigger world destroyer, Death whatever Star. you want to call it. It's like The Force Awakens did that, and then Dallas Goofy, yeah, Star Killer Base, yeah. It's like. Guys, that's been played out so many times now. Yeah. So. I don't think it will be. I honestly, I don't think it will be. I don't know what it's going to be, but what I the don't freaking think emperor's been sitting around waiting for the last what thirty-five years doing. I don't know what how Palpatine felt the uh, like how he comes into this. I have no idea if he's like I'm back to life or if he's like it's a like clone forty years, or, right? It's something like that. Yeah, because it was like I think at the beginning of the Force Awakens. I think they said it'd been like twenty something years since yeah. since the since he's been Return of the Jedi into the stuff. depths. 
of, yeah. uh, of the Death Star. So I'm guessing like 30, 40 years at something by the time, you know, the rise of Skywalker is happening. Yeah. Well, we find out through like supplemental materials. Like uh, I played a little bit of uh, uh, Battlefront 2 in the, the story. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of like uh, talk about the contingencies of Emperor Palpatine, which that, apparently that story is canon and all that stuff. That what, hmm. what happened in Battlefront Two, and there's a lot of stuff I've heard about in the books where he just has a lot of contingency plans and like stuff that he's prepared for post like his a death. net down there, <laughs> like a suicide ah! suicide Ooh. net. Thank really God we put handy. these nets in, boys. <laughs> Reel me in. <laughs> that stuff that actually exploded, it's just to blow him back up. And so whenever they leave the rooms, like, Father, it's I can't just a special you. effect they have to make people think he died. It's it's not him exploding <laughs> in force power glory. It's him being blown back up to the top. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank the Lord we installed <laughs> those bits. <Those> Anti falling explosions. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know at all what's going to happen in the least. I mean, Lando's here. Palpatine's here. Where is freaking Lando been? I don't know. It's weird they didn't introduce him in Force Awakens. I wouldn't want to be involved either. <laughs> if I was Lando, he's just like, he's just claim to fame, man. He's like, Probably where he made all his money. Maybe he, he became a general, Licensing. right? Isn't that in right? real life? No, <laughs> not Billy D. No, but uh, in the Return of the Jedi, for the uh, for the rebels, you're saying his character wouldn't want to be involved. Well, I don't. I wouldn't think so. I, I think he'd have some sort of country he'd be helping to rule or something like some that. Some Sky City, too. Sky no, City too. I got no business dealing with some <laughs> first order. I don't know. But he's always got need of money, so you know. That's maybe that's war why is back. expensive. Here's something I want from this new one, which I feel like could be done better in both uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So the first one, I thought I so thought they were setting this up with the the Trinity, like the the three characters that you focus around, and they have them with Finn, Poe, and Rey. Right, but they're barely ever together. Like they they were barely ever together in the first, and, and uh, they separate Han, pretty Luke early and on. Leia. Yeah, You'd Han, say Luke was and the Leia. old one. Exactly. Yeah. And even in the new, even in like the prequels, you know, with uh, Obi Wan, uh, Anakin, and Padme were kind of the, tr- the trinity, and they had a lot of interaction together. Yeah. But in this one, it's like literally Ray meets Poe at the end yeah. of the Last Jedi. They have no interaction for the Force Awakens. And they meet. Call up Brian Johnson, man. I don't know, man. I just uh, th- we see a lot. Well, maybe of they're scenes. setting up for a lot more of that. In maybe the, this movie. We see some a lot it of scenes in the like trailer. It, they're There's... traveling at one point, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they come over that sand hill and see that whatever group of people <laughs> waiting on them. Which is more that's ever happened? Because honestly, like I feel like they could have really good chemistry. I feel like Finn and Poe have good chemistry, and I feel like Finn and Ray have really good chemistry. They had really good chemistry in that first one, but it's like I just a lot of her just walking around alone, talking. <laughs> Talking to Luke and Han or whoever. I don't know. He's just, and uh, obviously Ben Solo. You know, now that we said that, like, that kind of makes me think, like, it gives me kind of a theory. Okay. Where I think, I feel like if we, like, put together some of the scenes in this movie, so we obviously have a part where Ray is stranded in a desert, and I'm guessing it's Kylo or someone, some pilot from the resistance not, that the, not the, the resistance but she does a front flip over yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm there's guessing. obviously some scene where she's in the desert there but then there's also the scene where there's like all of them together right and yeah. they're like chewy and ray and finn and like i think everyone's there mm-hmm. um and then they come over that hill and like all those people so I, I i almost feel like this movie might have more of like adventure theme to it maybe where they're like going on some kind of journey together that'd be awesome and like th- maybe they get separated at some point and maybe like they're going on it. Cause I mean, if you think about um, the last Jedi, they, they kind of end where it's like, there's no hope, you know? And then they, they get the message out and it's like, well, maybe this is the beginning. Maybe this is the spark or, you know, whatever. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, they I say do. something about the spark and begin the fire. We got the broom so, kid. He's like, he yeah, force pulls yeah, the broom to him. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, 
And to me, I, I feel like that's that's more of a teaser for whatever the next trilogy is going to be. I I think I don't know. Maybe yeah, shoot. <laughs> but your guess is good as mine. I, I think I think the rise of Skywalker is going to be the tale of how the Resistance becomes a formidable enemy in the same way that the Rebellion became a formidable enemy. Mm-hmm. And so my guess here is that the message got out. A collection of people has maybe been band together and. <laughs> I don't know. This this theory's coming together as I'm talking, but I think they're going to get these people together, say we're going to meet on some planet, and then I think Ray and Finn and Chewie are all going to be in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> uh-huh. They're going to be maybe they're going to like catch up with each other and come together and then maybe there's something that's going to happen with their ship. They're going to crash land and then they're going to be like trying to like get to a transport depot or something like that. Yeah. They're going to get separated for some reason. Then Ray's going to end up, you know, getting in trouble. And what, what is the name of the, uh, the baddies in this? What I, I'm forgetting. The first order. It's not the empire. It's the first order. Which yeah. I wish it would just stay with the same name for all this. First order is kind of dumb, but yeah. you know, <laughs> like the resistance, the rebellion, like, come on, just, just don't, it's the same. Just thing. call it the rebellion. Cause that's what we know of. Exactly. You don't have to anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, I'm guessing like maybe the first order will find her and then Kylo will be like, he probably still has some last hope that he can like pull her back in. Cause mm. he seems like he never ends hope. You know, I don't know. It, it seemed like he was giving up hope there at the end of the movie, but I think he's still going to have hope. And then they're going to end up having to battle and the emperor's going to come. <laughs> yes. Just what I intended. <laughs> That's very skeletal. It's not lacking a lot of detail, but I, I, I kind of hope it has more adventure stuff. And like you were saying, character yeah. building where they're all like together. And it's like, this is the dynamic of them because just because the Skywalker saga ends doesn't mean any of them really has to go away because none of them are Skywalkers apparently. From... I know for a movie that takes place after the death of Luke Skywalker, it's very strange that we're now getting the rise yeah. of Skywalker. It's going to be very interesting to know what that means. Which what... makes me wonder if like JJ's like, okay, Ryan, like you went a little crazy. <laughs> like her, her, her parents weren't just nobodies. Yeah. Maybe. Dude, I I think all that's very plausible, and I think likely because apparently they don't have much of a plan. Yeah. <laughs> so on what Force Ghosts, I feel like there's been a, uh, they did good bringing uh, Yoda back in the last one. I want to see more. I want to see them all. I don't even care. We could have an evil vision of Ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. That whole I'm, debacle with the first trailer. Come on, that is a vision or some sort of Force vision, a la. Or she could be like some kind of Force possessed. <laughs> Too. Something like that. I think we're going to get a lot of Force stuff in this Force one, which I like. Washed. I like the mumbo-jumbo stuff. You know, I'm less interested with, like, the war aspect of Star Wars, even though I liked War Rogue One a lot. I think that was a good representation of the war aspect. I like the, the Jedi, Dark Side, Force stuff. That was my favorite parts of that, uh, of Revenge of the Sith. I love the, the Force legends, like, the whole thing of, you like, have you heard the tragedy? Of Doth, Plagueis, the Wise, or whatever. I like that crap. Yeah. I want more of that. I want to see Qui-Gon Jinn as a Force ghost. It's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be freaking Hawkeye and was it the Avengers? Is that the one where he gets taken over by the, the stone? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's what crazy. she's going to be. That's what's going to happen immediately. You have a heart. <laughs> she's going to be touched by a kyber crystal. <laughs> Her eyes, Her eyes are going to go black. Just yeah. the same. Why not? Why even change it? Just make it the Tesseract. Or, yeah. No, He's wait, the whole, a whole A whole pole with a little <laughs> pointy end he touches on her head. Fantastic. I mean, <laughs> yep, well, there it is. There it is. That's a movie. That's you don't even have movie. to see it, everybody. I think we got it. Why, why even go yep. any further? But and then she dies. There it is. Yep. No, she, that's it. As a matter of fact, you probably shouldn't have even listened to that because that's a spoiler now because it's <laughs> so certain to happen. <laughs> We pieced together the trailer. They gave us too much. <laughs> Avengers, Star Wars crossover. Yep, makes sense. Here at Freaking Same Tom's. company. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we will give a review right after the movie comes out. And uh, yeah. See Which if, is so far away. But. It is so far away. It's weird because, the, yeah, the tickets came out two months at a time. Again, so stressful. The whole, they're out, they're out, they're out. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Especially for you. Especially when the app kicks you out. When the app's having a freaking seizure. <laughs> Oh, Regal. But yeah, all this being said, I feel like we've said a lot of stuff that's good about this trilogy, this new trilogy, and a lot of stuff that's kind of eh. But 
I, I love it, man. I, I'm into it. Like, yeah. I, I like, I honestly like the fact that a lot of Star Wars stuff's getting made and everything. We always, I don't, again, I don't think it's ever going to match what happened with that original trilogy ever. Um, but nobody I, else is doing this kind of stuff, though. So that's exactly right. Star Trek hasn't isn't really doing anything anymore. I mean, they yeah. have Beyond. I enjoyed like, those movies too. I did. That was a good trilogy. I thought they were yeah. very good, but. And it seems like that's the end from what I've kind of been hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Quentin Tarantino makes his Star Trek movie that's been rumored for ages. I I can't imagine now that. That I, could, that I could watch. <laughs> I could definitely. I'd have to. That'd be crazy. Mandatory. There's no way my curiosity <laughs> would allow me not to see it that. It would have an epic ending. We know that. <laughs> Bloodbath. <laughs> but yeah. Set I, I, phases to bloody. <laughs> I love all this crap. Don't the only thing I don't want. I don't like the whole prequel based on around one character. The only one I would ever be excited about would be again, uh, Obi Wan because he's my boy. Um, yeah. Just don't give me a Jabba the Hutt prequel trilogy or a <laughs> Watto prequel trilogy. That's insane, or a man. If that came out before the Obi Wan. Oh my God. Here's how. Here's the inventor who put together R two D two. What a nightmare. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> looking forward to stuff. That's about it for us. Thank you guys again so much for listening to this show and us ramble on about Star Wars and 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 zombies <laughs> and, and and Red Dead. Epcot <laughs> and oh yeah the food at Epcot <laughs> we need to talk about any of the rides just the food that's really why you go to Epcot let's be honest it's a lot to be said about the food at Epcot <laughs> for sure so anyways we'll see you guys next week um, I don't know what we're going to talk about but it'll be great whatever it is oh yeah I, I, assure, <laughs> I assure you believe you me <laughs> anyways see you guys next week see ya <laughs>